Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, Rucker. So segment we started last week, Rookie Roulette. Um, who is the fan who DM'd you that name? I want to make sure if we get them. Oh, I got uh, – I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll um, find it. Okay, Son but gun, bas- basically in case you're new, uh, we're just – every week we're taking a virtual wheel, spinning it, and it's going to land on a rookie, and we're going to highlight that rookie and what they've done this year, uh, kind of go through what we've liked, what we haven't liked, what they've done, what they haven't done, opportunity, um, where we were at preseason where we were at with them uh, in terms of draft stock all of that kind of stuff because it's really important to when you're doing this draft stuff to kind of figure out where guys are going and whether that matches your evaluation or where you've missed um so Bilal Koulibaly uh 6'8 195 pound wing uh he was Victor Wambanyama's teammate uh with Metropolitan's 92 uh really came onto the scene about midway through um last season and then just exploded in terms of draft stock. Uh, He ended up being the number six overall pick by the wizards who actually traded up for him. He ended up uh, 14th on our final no ceilings big board. I think he was one of the more polarizing guys in that draft among our group where some had him around 20 others had him up around five. Uh, Some of the conversations and debates that we had over him were really, really fascinating. Um, But He's currently averaging 9.4 points, which is ninth among all rookies, 4.1 rebounds, which is ninth among all rookies, uh, 1.7 assists, which is 14th, one steal per game, which is second, uh, 52.1, 41.6, 63.8 shooting splits, uh, Twenty, all of that in 26.9 minutes, which is six. Um, most of his offense is coming off ball, where he's scoring 1.149 points per possession, which is in the 73rd percentile overall. Um, shooting 79% or 79% of his jumpers are coming off the catch and he shooting 40.7% and all of them are from three in those situations, uh, which ranks in the 76 percentile, uh, with 1.22 points per shot shooting 80% at the rim, 96 percentile shooting 55% on corner threes, 90th percentile, uh, block rate of 0.9%. Uh, ranks in the 78th percentile for wings steal rate of 1.7 percent rate ranks in the 82nd percentile uh, for wings uh, he's getting fouled on 13.3 percent of his shot attempts which ranks in the 92nd percentile and a- of those shots he's converting uh 42.9 percent of those into and one opportunities which ranks in the 91st percentile uh the on often differentials sorry these are a lot of numbers just trying to highlight all of it at once um take your but- talent off folks take your talent <laughs> it's okay uh, the Wizards have um, 
with when Koulibaly is on the court, the Wizards net rating is uh plus 0.4 um points higher uh than when he's off. Their offensive rating is 0.7 uh lower and but their defensive rating is 1.2 lower. Um not a whole lot of playmaking, um an on-ball creation. Uh, turnover rate of 19.7% ranks in the fourth percentile and his assist rate of 8.3% ranks in the 28th percentile. Sorry, that was a lot, but just kind of wanted to highlight the role that he's had and some of the really absurd finishing numbers and scoring numbers that he's produced this year. Um, I have to give the shout out Toiloy Brown, the third. Yes. Commented on YouTube. We love the YouTube comments because there's a lot of negative <laughs> ones too. It's always a fun battle, but um, it's always cool when fans give us some ideas. And I was like, that's fantastic. And then he DM'd me and I was like, that's awesome. You know, like we love when you guys do that. We are always like, Hey, DM us. We'll talk hoops whenever you want. Um, and it was cool to talk to him. And I was like, thank you so much. We'll give you a shout out on the next episode. Focusing now. Be law. He's damn good folks. Yeah. He's good. He's great. Um, he is right on cue. Like it is perfect for his development. Now I, I need every Wizards fan, diehard B-Law fan, just stay with me for a sec. Metcalf read off a lot of numbers. A lot of them are very impressive. Um, I know there's a lot of Wizards fans being like, play him more or, or just take over. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't change a damn thing. His confidence is building. He's he's looking like a he's what he's ahead of curve. Yeah. He is ahead of the curve for what I was expecting Bilal as a rookie. He's in a great position. And this is the most underrated part of a team like the wizards right now. Like, yes, I know they struggle. That's fine. He's getting playing time. He's yeah. getting consistent reps as a rookie that not a lot of rookies get. And, and you're seeing the play is starting to be really solid. I was watching his film and, um, Sorry, I haven't watched every Wizards game this year. So when we get to do segments like this, I'm like, great. I get to watch Koulibaly and see what's been going on. And obviously, I've been tracking him before. But his shot looks good, Metcalf. He also looks like... This is the most important thing, I think, for these really young rookies. Is can you make the game simple for them early mm -hmm. on? Can they make the game simple? I think he's understood. I could play good defense. If I'm open, just be aggressive and confident with my shot. I love everything I've seen from him. Yeah, I think the dream is he just stays playing like this all year. Off season, finds a, a great <laughs> fitness weight trainer. They become best buddies. He puts on ten pounds weight gain season, and I think your dream of a, if you're a Wizards fan, he plays two summer league games. And they literally just be like, we're done. Shut him yeah. down. He looked fantastic. Just shut him down. We don't care. We don't need to see another thing. And and from there, I don't want Wizards fans or us to get unrealistic with like, he's going to turn 20 in July. He's still stupid young. Just let him add a little bit to his game each year. Like let him, don't expect Koulibaly next year to be like, oh gosh, he's in the all-star running. No, let's just, Start to get some more on-ball stuff next year. Start to get a little bit more. And then you are really cooking with something interesting. And I, and I wanted to ask you, Metcalf, because I was looking back at past drafts. And I'm trying to figure out Koulibaly. And I'm like, who's he 
give me vibes of because they're the lengthy defenders with upside offensively that you're like, this could be a really special defensive talent. And I was like, is this like the Michael Bridges, Jaden McDaniels? Are we on that path? But I have to preface that of saying like McDaniels had a lot more of an offensive bag coming yeah. out. Um, Mikel was a, spent multiple years at college was a problem. I yeah. still, one of my favorite guys I've ever evaluated. Okay. So like I'm saying, is he on that path where it's like, you know, we're years away, but this is the dream path is like, he gets on that one and you're like, Oh gosh, this is a two way monster. Is there any other names I'm, I'm missing? I was even like Harrison Barnes maybe, but I think he's just a freak of nature compared to Harrison. And Harrison yeah. was dunking on people, but you get my point. Like Bilal in transition is, it's like a deer. It's like a lion, you know, attacking prey when you put on a discovery channel. It's just really cool to watch. Um, Sorry. You know, <laughs> the, the, Peter, don't come after me, please. The, the, the really high end comp that I kind of keep going, hoping for with him is OG. Um, and Anobi, mm-hmm. because I think he plays with that kind of similar level of physicality, that athleticism, uh, mostly off ball role. And I know OG is obviously grown on ball, um, but we haven't seen much of that from Bilal yet. And I think for good reason, because, you know, there are flashes of it uh, when he was playing over in France, but most of that came against lower level competition. And most of his on ball stuff with uh, when he was playing with Victor came. Uh, solely in transition and otherwise he was mostly off ball. Um, and that's kind of what we've seen him. There's seen the role that he's executed and being put in right now, which I think is absolutely perfect for him. Um, the, the shot is way better than I thought. Um, I thought it took really good strides uh, throughout last year. It does still look really slow, but he's really focused. It looks like he's really focusing on keeping his mechanics sound and consistent. And I think that's more important right now than ensuring that it's a quick release. Um, and it's paying dividends. I mean, he's over 40% from three right now off the catch. That's really, really impressive and way higher than I thought it was going to be. If he's going to get to that next legit three and D level, uh, you know, starting wing, you know, fringe all-star all-star wing, um, obviously this is a couple of years from now, but the speed of the release is going to have to improve. Um, other than that, I mean, he just plays a really simple style on offense. There, there isn't much playmaking and they're not relying on him for that right now. Maybe it's something that comes along in the future, but his ability to get from point A to point B, really impressive, really good athlete, really physical. The physicality of when he gets around the rim and then the touch and ability to adjust around the rim and finish through the contact is way, way farther along than I thought it would be right now. Um, defensively, it's kind of who he was last year too. And yeah, it's translated a little quicker than I maybe have may have anticipated, but it's not a surprise. Um, so the, he's really looking like the guy that a lot of people hoped he could turn into. Um, I think I was a little lower on him and a little more skeptical just because we hadn't seen a ton of sample size from him at the uh, a higher level. So it's like, okay, how quickly is all of this going to come around? And he's proving that he was fucking ready <laughs> right away. And that the time that he spent in those lower levels 
may not have been necessary. Um, coming into the draft last year, where were you at with him? Because I, we, we had done a couple episodes last year, um, but did you see this happening this quickly or were you thinking more next year kind of thing? I mean, I, you bring up a good point about like, a, was it necessary to be in the low, lower levels? I actually think it was for him because um, he was dominant in those levels. Um, like watching Bilal's lower level film, he looked like Michael Jordan playing out there just because it was, it, it was just a clear mismatch. Like I, I did a midterm on it and I was like laughing watching the games. Cause it would just be like, he'd go down the middle of the lane and just be dunking on everyone. And I was just like, Holy crap. But I think it was necessary for his development to get this feel of confidence of like, look at all the stuff I can do. I'm experimenting out here. Then he gets brought up to play with Victor um, earns his role defensively, which was humongous for his development because we're yeah. seeing it now. And I, I think that's where he started to really feel like, okay, I'm, I, I belong up here. I thought it was going to be a, a slow beginning of the year and maybe post-All-Star break, he started to get some extended playing time and we're like, okay, this is an exciting offseason coming up for Bilal. But this is what I think is perfect when you understand when you're when your coaching staff, your developmental staff, your organization is all realistic. And I think it's so important to just be like, let's just play the damn kid. And like, hey, he's gonna have growing pains, but let's just play him. He'll figure it out. And you don't pull him every time he makes a mistake. Like just let him play. And I think that's so underrated and important. And um, you know, you look back at his game logs, his first 17 games. Now I know the minutes have started to climb. So just bear with me. He had six games where he had double digit points in his last eight games. He's had seven games where he's finished double digit. So like, it's just starting to come together. And I just, I, I know the minutes are going up, but it's because he's earned it. And, and it's because he's been consistent and, um, yes, I know they're getting blown out a lot. So like he's getting, he was getting minutes because of that, but it's still like, we're getting to a point where he should be playing more. Um, I'd prefer him over Jordan pool, but that's just my two cents. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I was very cautious on the late humongous rise. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't just me. It, 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 like I asked around and guys were like, he's a talent. He's a legit talent, but people were like the net, the range I'm hearing is very rich for me. And right now, Metcalf, like, yes, Victor's been great. Chet's been great. Bilal's one of the most impressive rookies this year. Mm -hmm. I, I really do feel that way. Like he, he's been an absolute stud and I think Washington should be very pumped up to just keep doing what you're doing with this kid. He, he's, he's going to be a, a really good piece for this organization. Um, I just don't need him and Jordan Poole hanging out in the offseason. So going going forward for the rest of this year, what are you kind of hoping to see from Koulibaly? Um, because per, I not, his shooting numbers right now are astronomical and probably not sustainable, um, especially if he continues to get more minutes and defenders start kind of respecting the shot from out there a little more. I'm really fascinated to see what happens uh, when he gets run off the line, how he's able to how or if he's able to kind of create for others, get to the mid range, maybe a little more. Um, would you like to see them 
develop or try and throw him more on ball uh, because I'm their season's basically over right now. So do you want them to experiment with him more on ball or just kind of keep him in this role and really build that confidence of being, you know, a potentially elite wing defender down the road while being a really effective and off ball scorer and really honing those skills and work on the on ball stuff um, during the off season and to, to, in an attempt to, you know, build the confidence now instead of potentially tear it down. I, I definitely would like to see at a point, I think post all-star break is one of the more underrated times of the year for teams like this, when it comes to developing, you know, we all, the last couple months of the season are always such just fool's gold. We always say like the, all of a sudden the guy starts playing well and you're like, eh, well, who's he playing against? Who's are, you know, the nuggets playing all their backups and stuff like that. You know what I'm trying to say? Like it's always, take it with a grain of salt, but I think for young guys, it's really important to build some confidence going into that off season. Like you're saying, I think, you know, the next steps for below would be like, yeah, let's put the ball in his hands. I, I'd love to see if Washington got to a point where they're like, we're starting him and playing him heavy minutes. Now I don't know who's going to be put on the bench because they got some, some names there, but I think getting some on ball stuff, just trying to see if the playmaking could develop a little bit because Last year, when I watched his lower level stuff, he can do some stuff mm-hmm. with the ball in his hands. Like he really has yeah. that that ability, and he has that wiggle where he can get downhill. And there was some good flashes playmaking. I was like, "There's something there to unlock." Um, so I would want to see if they could just showcase that a little bit more. Because next year, I think the dream for him is like he starts developing a little bit of like I can create and get that step back. And I know like, Hey, we, we see some flashes of it, but I'm saying you could get to that mid range. You could get to that counters and yeah. he's taking people, you know, taking people to school off the dribble. But I, what about you? I mean, where, where would you, what would be your dream for the rest of the year? Is it, is it getting the assist numbers up or is it just showcasing a little bit more of an offensive bag? I, I, I really think it's just increase the minute load, increase, the opportunity, but kind of keep him in a similar role. Um, you know, I, maybe this seems foolish given, you know, the, the growth and impact that he's shown over the last, you know, calendar year now. Um, but I would really want to just kind of establish him as this absurd defender, um, you know, who's just creating havoc and making life really difficult for everyone on the perimeter. And then, continue to grow that his comfort level shooting off the catch and cutting and crashing the offensive glass um, while sprinkling in, you know, a little more advanced stuff, attacking closeouts Um, because I I don't necessarily think he's going to be, you know, a primary or even secondary initiator um, down the road. Maybe he gets there and I'm underselling him, but I, I think those are skills at this point in his career that are better served maybe being worked on in the off season and then coming back next season and really kind of taking a leap in that area. But right now, and that team sucks. And if you can find (laughs) a bright spot and a developmental, you know, feel good story, it's with him. And if you can kind of keep growing the off ball stuff, if, if you, if he can keep that catch and shoot number, um, it's currently at, 40.7 40.7% I think from three shooting off the catch. That's incredible. If he can keep that above 38% for the rest of the year, I'd be ecstatic if I was with the wizards organization. And if you can kind of keep that going, um, cause that shows him that 
that's a, a solidified role for him at bare minimum. He's a high level three and D guy and it builds the confidence in his mechanics. It builds the confidence that, okay, now I can work on speeding up the release. Now I can work on, you know, escape dribble sides, sidestep stuff uh, from the perimeter to kind of beat these aggressive closeouts. Then you sprinkle in some more second side creation, some, you know, driving kick opportunities, stuff like that. So I think for this year, really just perfecting that three and D role, uh, for him right now to kind of solidify that just base level of, Hey, you're an awesome, just all around wing, uh, right now. And then in the future, now we can start building on those skills. I completely agree. Uh, I mean, I know I said the playmaking and stuff, but I think the dream, the realistic dream is I would want to play him more minutes and he keeps doing this exact same thing and perfects it. And then in the off season, grab him and be like, we're only working on ball handling, your counters, your creation, send him to Drew Hanlon. I don't care. Like, but it like just a complete off season of focus on like, yeah. okay, now we're unlocking this part of your game. And then you have the three and D with a little bit of upside there. And then the next off season, you unlock another part. And then he might be a guy Metcalf in which we're dreaming low with the upside. Yeah, like, I, I think he, the sky's the limit for him, but it, it might be even higher than we we're thinking. Like he, he could be an all star. He could yeah. be one of oh, these sure. two way demons. That's a really special talent. Yeah. And I, I wasn't expecting to feel that way about him until like year three. Maybe yeah, four. me too. And that that's why I had him at the end or just outside of my lottery, because I was like, I, I just think it's going to be a multi-year process. And it still obviously is if we're talking about all star level, but his immediate impact is way, way, way higher than, than I anticipated. Um, but you know, we, we, to figure out where we're going, uh, in the 2024 class, we, you know, have to figure out where we've been. So is there anyone in this class that kind of reminds you of Bilal Kulabali or, you know, kind of gives you potential vibes? Um, I actually love the way you do this each time. Go ahead. Sorry. I think this is a great segment. There are two, names that kind of give me a little bit but i am curious if you there are any for you saloon oh okay interesting he wasn't one of them um saloon saloon's doing some shit people yeah. need to people need to buckle up i, I just him? um i have him at 11 okay and i feel fantastic I'm about it i just watched i just watched his last, he's on fire right now. I watched the last couple of games stretch and he's doing some shit. He's, he's, uh, he's so much fun because he's just a, he's a Tasmanian devil at like 6'10. Like if, if, if they're listing, I don't think Risha Shea is 6'10. I think he's going to be closer to 6'8. Yeah. And if he, if Risha Shea is 6'10, then I think Saloon's like 7'3. Like it, it's just, <laughs> he's way bigger on tape and he's got, I, I think I read Wu and Gavoni's write up, and they said Saloon was six ten with a seven two wingspan. That would check out to me. He's a Tasmanian Devil, super fluid, just high energy, high motor. Like where the hell do you want me? I'm I'm there. Like just all over the place. It's a it's a bundle of energy of wanting to do it. And now he's starting to shoot, and now he's starting to figure out where to put himself off the ball, away from the ball. Yeah. Like it's getting scary. It's getting really, really cool. So if like he keeps this up for a couple more games and and 
this is trending in this direction, saloon's going to go up fast. Yeah. Like I, I just really, he, he's got that high, high arcing shot too. the three, the three point shots look good. He's just been efficient yeah. from deep. Um, I think he just was four for five from deep one game. Like he's just been impressive. So saloon's probably one of those guys, but, um, cool ball is tough because that was a holy crap type of climb in about what two months yeah it felt like it um who did you think so the the two names that popped to me you said one of them uh in zachary research um and then kind of ryan dunn um i'm more so on the defensive side um dunn's offense obviously still has a long way to go but his ability to attack the rim uh really be efficient and effective score around there and then just be an absolute chaos agent on the defensive end the, the those were kind of the the two names that really stood out to me um where they have that size they have the length they have the two-way kind of versatility um or at least potential um um, so. someone in the chat was asking about Otega. We, we talked about Otega earlier. Yeah, obviously I could see that. Uh, Pacom, daddy eight. Yeah. Another name. He, he would need to get to a point where ratio starts playing him heavier minutes, but that could be one of those like, holy crap out of nowheres. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think there are many in this draft. Um, it really isn't. There's not because, a guy like, that's just like, out and uh, AJ. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm more so talking just like play style. Oh, play style. Like, okay, okay, like okay. If, okay, if okay. you when we go get to the draft guide and we, you know, we're doing our player chemistry, would you put Bilal down for any of these guys? Um, you know, I, I could, I, I don't think Cody will. I think Cody Williams plays a completely different style. Um, Cody's like the offensive version. Um, Kobe Johnson, no, no, I, I, I don't think there are many. I, I no, think there's this, not. The wings in this class are tough, and you know, I really think that. Sorry to name two French guys in Saloon and Risa Shea, but I think those guys in Dunn are probably the the clearer ones. Right now, I would say I, I would, it would not shock me if there's three French players in the top 10 yeah sar richiche saloon yeah and richiche is climbing up my board saloon's climbing up my board sar i'm fine i'm fine i i'm fine it's fine (laughs) (laughs) we're having fun um yeah all right perfect we'll we'll leave it there um Let's move on to just wrap up this episode with our with our typical uh, two segments. Uh, first up, what's the best thing in basketball that you've seen recently? Oh man! I oh, had... sorry. Pivot back. Jump the gun. We got to figure out who we're talking about next week. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You got to play the wheel. So, yeah, let me bring up the wheel. That's my rookie rule. Uh, all right, here we go. Big money, big money. Give us something good. Give me something good. Holy crap. Oh, there we go. Yes. <laughs> Detroit all basketball. Right. At least they can celebrate something. Boom. I'm here all week. Okay. Um, so next wow, week, we got a Sarah Thompson. Powder that'll, keg. That'll be fun. Woo. All that'll right. Be fun. 
coffee just kicked in. I, I, I thought it was Chet, and then Asar is just just as great. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. We're, we're going to have a blast with that. Um, a lot of pain to watch through that film, but a lot of pain. No, I'm not. I'm kidding. Sorry, Pistons fans. Oh, man. I had a Pistons fan DM me today say, you know, is the top prize going to be worth it? I was like, oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, how much time do you got? <laughs> 